these people are fucking stupid. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ronnie Hill. Hello, and uh, you're welcome. This is my podcast where I just waste your time talking about how weird Vegas is. So, uh, just to get it started, uh, I originally, well, from St. Louis, but I don't talk about that place. I've spent, I've spent most of my time in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia has been very good to me. Uh, as a now 36-year-old black guy, I can disprove any stereotype that was told about that place. It's a great place for anybody. Black, white, gay, straight, Asian, whatever. It's a good little melting pot of a place. I kind of lived that place like I was a lion in the Serengeti. You know? Uh, I went, I hunted, or in this scenario, let's say lions hunt. I know there's people who were animal planet people, and they're like, oh, well, actually, lionesses do all the hunting. Let's just say in this scenario, I'm like a very effective big tiger. Okay, let's say they got other big cats that hunt. I'm going with lion. I like lion. So I'm out there, I'm shaking my mane out there in the Serengeti in the plains. I'm hunting other little lionesses. I'm hunting my own food. I know other lions. We run together sometimes. I'm the king of the fucking plains. You know what I mean? And then one day, just out of, I don't know why, I just had the urge to go to Vegas. And just, I had this urge to go there and just, at first, to visit. But I really wanted to move for a long time. And eventually I went on a uh, flight, spent two glorious days out here. I went to all the touristy spots, the Strip, Fremont, Palomino, all the touristy, the stuff you bring your family to. And I was like, this place is great. I was getting bored of Atlanta anyway because I felt like at the time I was a a guy that kind of could... I wasn't a dude who was connected like that, but... I was a guy who would just go out there and if you want to know a good place to score, you know, party favors or if you want to see local bands or a good free comedy show or place for good food and wings, a place where you can get some sweet potato fries with marshmallow sauce. I knew where all those places were. I was like a kind of like a cool tour guide or something, you know, I had my places I would go to to hook up. I had my place to do yoga in the park. I had my gym. I had all these different... I had, it just felt like a man about town. But for some odd reason, I got bored. And there was other little reasons, too. It wasn't just like there was nothing left for me. But it gets kind of like, all right, I'm going through a routine. I need to change it up. Where can a scumbag like me who can't stay asleep at night and always needs some kind of stimulation, where can I go that's not too expensive to live? Oh, Vegas sounds nice. Yeah, West Coast, never been there. I'll try it out. So I've been here about a year and a half. That was two years ago. It's been about a year and a half now. And this place, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I definitely don't love it, but I don't hate it. You know, the the analogy I was using about the lion and the Serengeti is appropriate because this place is a concrete zoo. Las Vegas, Nevada is. I'll explain. When I got here and I went to little strip clubs and I went and I, it wasn't just the strip clubs and the bars and the restaurants and the clubs. That wasn't what drew me. I can go anywhere for that. I could have stayed where I wanted for that. What I liked was something that Atlanta just didn't have anymore. Open space. There was always stuff to do at night. Granted, yeah, that's cool. I'm somebody who stays up at night all the time. I get bored and I stay up all night just thinking about the planets or 
why I'm still single at this age or shit like that. But I also like to just be alone at night and just kind of drive around a cruise or make art or something. And in Atlanta, you can do that, but you're in your apartment. Everything's closed besides Waffle House and Walmart in Atlanta, Georgia after like 1 a.m. So you're kind of fucked as far as things to do. In Vegas, it's 24-7. But more importantly, the landscape is beautiful. When you get outside of the strip and once you get outside of the old Vegas and the junkies and the prostitutes and all the neon flashing lights and all that bullshit, you get out to like Red Rock territory and Summerland out in the mountains. It's gorgeous. Splits of red rock and dirt. Just still like old statues to dead gods sitting there that you could just drive to and climb up if you wanted to. It's hot as balls in the summer. I don't suggest it then. But when it cools down like it is now, because right now it's uh, whatever date it is, it's fall. So now it's starting to get really nice. You can go out there with a nice little light jacket and just go hike. You can drive out there and not have to worry about traffic. Traffic in Atlanta is terrible. From 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. is terrible. Six days a week, seven days, it only goes to like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So... There's a little break for you if you ever get the visiting down there. Here, there's hardly any traffic. Traffic jam slows you down by like five minutes. And if you go further out on a motorcycle, gorgeous. Nothing fucks with you. There's no roadkill like dead possums and cats and dogs in the road everywhere you go. There's not constant traffic. There's not hard-ass police. They look like they're ready for a fucking bombing any minute. It's just no one fucks with you. And the cops are cool out here, too. I've gotten some close calls and they don't give a shit reeking of marijuana I smell like Willie Nelson's nutsack out here and go right past cops and they don't give a shit cause why why would they so that's cool but the rest of it bizarre I'll give you an example short story for the first podcast I've been on a losing streak out here when it comes to the dating life once again it's a zoo so when we go back with the analogy of the zoo versus the Serengeti when I'm aligned in the Serengeti I rule the land I walk, people run. Or they try to challenge me, and they can't. When I was in Atlanta, there was a lot of bohemian black dudes like me. I'm bohemian, dude. I wear a lot of jewelry and accessories and accremants, necklaces, rosary beads, stupid-looking hair, dreads with a side shave, all this dumb shit, just for attention. That's just a part of it. Then you got to have like a really interesting personality out there because there's several dudes who aren't exactly like me, but they're interesting. So when I'm dealing with other dudes, especially other black guys, I got to bring my A-plus game when I'm out here competing for women, for strange, even just for attention, you know? Going to job interviews, you got to bring it, shoes and everything. So I got used to that. Being out here, because the heat, and I don't know, I think the environment of this place drags you down into it. I've been dressing down and I feel like shit. <laughs> so I'm trying to bring myself back up. Because this place will wear your fucking self-esteem like you wouldn't believe. It's very insidious. Like in other big cities, I would imagine it's money, finding a job, shit like that here too. But it's also like your addictions can get you really easily out here. If you don't have a strong mental focus on what you want to do out here, it'll sap you. 24-7 drinking. You can walk around with a beer in your hand, the cops look the other way. Marijuana's legal. But yet, they have a major 
meth epidemic in the state. Like, it's crazy. There's a competition between alcohol, marijuana, and, uh, and the blue shit. And the blue shit is neck and neck with the alcohol. The marijuana's trailing behind. And you wouldn't believe it until you actually live here for a year and a half. Oh, it's got a grip on motherfuckers out here. Like, you wouldn't believe. Like, I don't know about the rest of these people. Maybe they didn't have cable, but I watched Breaking Bad, and after, like, two episodes, I'm like, I'm never touching that shit. So, you get everything you want out here. Your vices. The strip clubs. The chicks have low self-esteem in the strip clubs. So, you can go in there with, like, 20 bucks and have the hell of a time. I know I have. I walk in there with 100, drain of my money, but... Let's say I was like a vacuum cleaner, a new vacuum cleaner. I was dirtier when I came out than when I went in. I'll just say that for a hundred. We'll get to that some other time. I don't want you to just turn away for good and think I'm a fucking psychopath or some shit. But you can get away with a lot out here. So when you do that, you go through that for like two days. You're thinking like, this is Disneyland for perverts. Why would I go back to Atlanta where things close at like 12 a.m.? Everybody's starting to close up. It's last call, right? And then... Like, you can't drink in the streets. You got to smoke outdoors. Cigarettes. Another problem I got out here. And then marijuana's not legal. And on top of that, they're reversing Roe v. Wade. So why the fuck would I go there? They're in fucking Prohibition era. This place is the shit. There's no traffic. It's beautiful. You can actually get the shit. And, like, when, it, when the GPS says 30 minutes, it's 30 minutes. So it was, it was an obvious choice. I'm, I'm close to California, Tijuana. I can get anything I want to year and a half i'm in the zoo they're hand feeding me fucking steak I, I don't have to go anywhere to get anything i'm bored out of my mind i'm scared of everybody i don't go out as much <laughs> i'm not kidding i'll give you an example of why this is very recent so i'm in a neighborhood that's not it's a hood but it's not a dangerous hood there's a couple fake bloods around here and shit and you see some sketchy looking people but they're all homeless and junkies no one does anything to you out here. I've come home high as balls and my window was way down and I had like a bag in the seat and no one touched it, you know? I see a guy who I think they just moved him because they're renovating the streets out here. Homeless in his car for months. No, windows down day in, day out. No one fucks with him. He's totally fine. I wave to him all the time. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, you need some cigarettes? All that shit's prostitutes everywhere. People on meth asking for fucking sticks of cigarettes all the time. I've had the same junkies ask me for cigarettes in the same conversation at least eight times in like five minutes. It's sad. It's very, I used to like think I was above it. You know, now I feel like an alien observing humans trying to act like you while, or act like them while figuring why the fuck they are the way they are. That's how it is out here. I just feel kind of bad for people. So you get everything out here. You don't want for nothing. Now it's like, well, I don't have my, my, my claws and my teeth. My teeth have kind of gone square. My claws aren't sharp anymore. Because, like, where's the challenge? I want weed. I can smoke it outdoors. No problem. Any other things I want, I don't even want anymore. You know, besides the occasional mushrooms, maybe a little bit of, you know, you know, a little. Other than that, I don't really want anything. Here's why. I was hanging out Friday night, left Fremont Street, which is like old Vegas here. I went there, I'm bored, I'm a little fucked up, and I'm a little turned up, you know what I'm saying? 
things a man needs. Been single for a little while. I'm out there. I'm hustling. Nothing happened at the bars. There was a big EDM concert. Everybody's out there listening to like, uh, who's who's popular now? Post Malone. He was there and shit. I didn't see it because I'm not paying 150 bucks to stand around where everybody fucking records things with their phone at this concert with no rock bands and a bunch of shit that's going to make me angry literally 10 minutes in there. I'm not an EDM fan. I like it, but I don't want to be standing around for an eight-hour show listening to it. Yeah, the girls are pretty. I like them out there and just basically uh, try on haul YouTube equipment and wings. I like seeing them out there in bikinis and wings and shit coked out of their mind. That's fun for a while, but even that gets annoying. So I didn't go in there. I'm walking around. I'm getting high in the street and smoke cigarettes. Nothing going. Everybody else is... The thing with being out in Vegas, because there's so many tourists, it's hard. You'll meet a girl and get along and see she has all her teeth and she doesn't have any crazy hangups. And it's like, well, it's nice meeting you. I got to go back to Chicago next week or tomorrow. And I was like, well, it was fun. Have a good life, I guess. And you come back around here to local chicks and like, hey, daddy, you want to hit this pipe? And I was like, what is that? Fuck no. I'm going home. I'm hiding for another month and not talking to anybody. That's what I'm dealing with out here. It's not all like that, but it's a lot like that. I met some depressing-ass women out here. So I went out, bars, can't get to my favorite bar, which is Atomic Liquors. Not my favorite, but it's what I can get, you know? If what's on the menu is Sloppy Joe, we get Sloppy Joe. But it's a cool little hipster bar. I, they got cheap drinks. So I go there. I can't go there because it's inside the fucking venue of this fucking EDM concert. So everything else is too expensive or sucks. I decide I'm just going to go ahead and go home, smoke cigarettes on my, uh, in front of my apartment. So I go out there, and I'm not a person that gets into prostitutes and shit like that, but there's a few women walking around. I couldn't sleep. So I'm just driving around to a local smaller casino near me, and I'll just go out there to smoke a little weed in the parking lot. Can't sleep. It's like 1 in the morning. <clears throat> I didn't want to go to the strip club, Chica's, because I was just there, and that place suppresses me. I'll get to that another time. And I see this girl I know. Now, I know she's I know she's out there. I don't know her business like that, but she seems cool. She had a little dog, a little dog she calls Dorito, a little chihuahua. Everyone has chihuahuas out there. I got a bigger dog. I got a big German Shepherd. So she tries to eat those things all the time. She's barking like crazy one day. The dog, she just got it. She needed milk and some food for it. I went in my kitchen, got some milk and shit. So we're cool. Whatever. I don't ask her business. But I see her out here. I know she's hanging out with these crazies. But she seems to be out with the crazy, she's out with the homeless people that look like they might be just hipsters. You're not sure if they're hipsters or if they're homeless. That's an Ali Wong joke. I'm not even going to go any further on that. But anyway, I see her out there and shit. There's things I didn't notice about her. So I see her at this casino, Lucky's or whatever. And it's her and it's like another girl out there. The other girl went to go work. She went to go work. I'm using the quotation fingers, work on the fucking corner. That was two on the nose when I sat on the corner. So I'm talking with her and shit. I'm, I usually am not into her at all or her type because I know what I'm getting into. You would see her. She kind of looked like Amy Winehouse a little bit at the final days. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't fuck with her, but I kind of like dirty looking girls too. And she looked real dirty and I've been very hard up for a couple months. So I was like, fuck it. It's Saturday night. I'm not doing anything. So I'm like, hey, you want to smoke weed in the car? So, okay, first of all, this is a bad situation. It's one in the morning. There's two dudes, two dudes, uh, fuck it, two Latino dudes. They were sketchy, all black, and all black SUV. They're high as fuck out of their mind, but they're not high like me high. 
They're not just drunk and a little bit stoned. These motherfuckers, their eyes are darting over the place. So even though they had some money and shit, obviously, they still were dirty. You know, they're trying to holler at this chick who wasn't a prize herself. And they're really trying to do crystal with her and fuck her. They're all trying to run a train on her and shit. I didn't realize this until I was smoking weed in the car with her. By the way, I got a good close-up look of her. And meth is a hell of a fucking drug. Dude, you will see a woman who has, like, a body of a 20-year-old, but the face of a 50-year-old. Teeth missing and yellow. Skin sallow. Hair going in clumps in the back and shit, and they try to make it look good with bad highlights. You really, when you really look them in the eye, you're just like, man, I can see the person there still. What happened? What the fuck happened? So she's in my car. I got a good look with her, at her with the, because I'm trying to give her, I had this one hitter. I had. So I had this one hitter I just kept to myself. I'm very worried about sharing germs, but I'm like, you know what? I'm high and I thought it was a good idea to share with her. I didn't smoke after I looked at a good look at her fucking teeth and her mouth. Plus, she kept trying to like hit crystal meth in my car and I just kept trying to change the subject to something else. I'm like, stick with the weed. Then I saw her mouth and I was like, let her just stick with the weed and let her have the fucking thing. So I'm like, okay, I got to get it from her and I got to pretend like I'm smoking it, but I got to take this thing and dip it in bleach and alcohol when I get home before I ever use it again. So the Latino dudes are on my car on both sides. Usually I don't have a problem with it, but they look sketchy as fuck in all black in this SUV at now 2 o'clock in the morning at this casino where it's dead quiet at night. And they're high as fuck on crystal meth, and she's high as fuck on crystal meth, and she keeps bringing them over to my car. And I'm like, if you got business to do with them. Meanwhile, while she's talking to these dudes in my car, I look down, she has no shoes on. No shoes. She hasn't had shoes for a while. And I was like, yo, what's up with your feet? Because her feet were black as a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, like, concrete black, like tarmac black. Like, I'd never seen some shit like that before. Her toes were long, chipped nails, long Flintstone feet with black tar all over the bottom of them. They're, 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 they're scabbed up. And I was like, I got to figure a way to get this shit out of my car. At first, I was just going to see if she sucked my dick for a little bit of weed. But now I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'm at a low point in my life. I've hit the shallow end of the moral pool. I need to reverse everything in my life. It starts today. So I'm going to go and get this bitch out of my car <laughs> and leave her with these sholos. Get the fuck home. So they kept trying to fuck her and get her to go with them. I'm like, if you got business with them, hey, bro, I'm trying to get rid of her, too. If you guys want to come around this end and get her. And she's like, no, no, baby, let's go around the corner. I got to get some cheap cigarettes. So I'm like, all right. They left. They got frustrated and left, which I wish I could have did. So I'm like, I'm going to get her to get these cigarettes. It's around the corner. She gets the cigarettes. As soon as she goes for the cigarettes, I'll be like, all right, have a good time. And I'll, I'll fucking blast it around the corner. She stays in the car and she knows everybody. So we can't drive because she sees somebody else she knows. She sees another dude, this other black dude, tall, big, dusty looking black this big nigga and shit, and gets in my fucking backseat. She's like, oh, yeah, baby, get in the backseat. We about to smoke weed. I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm even a little bit, I'm, I think I'm a very patient guy. But that shit, that, that fuse is very, very fucking short. I put up with a lot of shit with women a lot of the time. And most of the time, it just rolls off my back. And I'm just like, whatever. I'm about to get laid. I don't give a fuck. Or she seems nice. I'll just hope she gets the hint. This bitch is on crystal, junkies you can't reason with. They just know what they want right now. 
She sees her friend. She's in the car. Come in here and smoke weed with us. I didn't say you could bring other people in here. I didn't say you could share with the fucking cholos that might have shot me. I didn't say you could share with this big black motherfucker. Just get your cigarettes and go. So she brings him in here. She's like, yeah, we smoke a weed. So, of course, everybody around here is broke. That's the other thing with people in Vegas. Everyone's fucking broke. I've been broke before, but I'm like fashionably broke. Like I can chip in, you know, but if I can't, I won't ask. It's that simple. It's protocol. It's, 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 uh, it's being a good neighbor. It's, it's being a, it's, it's being a, a, a good human. If I'm broke and I can't really chip in, I just won't ask or I'll bring my own shit. That's what it is. If everybody's sharing the weed, they offer it. Hey, cool. If you like, Hey, drinks on me. Great. I won't ask for more. I appreciate that. I will sip this until I feel a lot of a little bit of a buzz and then I will make you laugh and then I will leave and I won't start shit. But these motherfuckers here, these junkies. So I'm sitting we're we're sitting. She's taking forever to just say, "Okay, I'm like like where's the cigarette place? Where's this place? What what place lets you buy a cigarette on its own? What store allows you to do this? Let's get to going before someone else shows up." So black dude comes in. It's like, "We're smoking weed." And he comes in, he sits in the front seat. He Barely introduced himself. Like, hey, man, what you got? Some papers, man? What you be rolling? And I'm like, I, I don't, who are these people? Why are they so comfortable in my shit? Why does no one have anything? She's asked me for a cigarette like 16 times in like 40 minutes. I keep saying I don't have a cigarette. I've been trying to quit. I just smoked my last one. And I was like, I'm not smoking another one. She's asked me. 50 times for a cigarette in an hour. I don't have a cigarette, babe. Please get your shit and let's go. I just want to get rid of her. She brings another dude over here. He's like, where the weed at, man? He kept asking, hey, man, where the weed? Where the weed? Where the weed? So I got her with the cigarette, and she's trying to hit the crystal meth pipe in my fucking car with the door wide open at this casino in the front. My hitter is just, it is basically... It is quarantine. I can't use it again. By the way, she loses the top to the fucking thing because it had a screwy top. So I knew to tighten up a specific way. So somehow she knocked the top off of that and she took my green lighter, which I couldn't find. Knocks the top off of it. I will give her this though. She was nice enough to return my shit. My weed was everywhere. My stuff was everywhere. She didn't take anything from my car. She made sure no one else did. So she was inherently at one point in her past life a good person I was considerate. But... Some uncle got to her, and she ain't been the same. So now she's an annoyance. I'm trying to get rid of this kindly. So I tell the brother in the back, I'm like, I didn't plan to share. I'm talking to her. So he's like, oh, we could do trade for trade. You want to fuck all this? You want to fuck this ass? So he pulls her out of the car forcefully, grabs her ass, and starts shaking it to me. She is, I'll describe what she's got on. Kind of looks like Amy Winehouse towards the final years in the face. She has a terrible two-tone hair where the, the new growth has been, like, there for about three, four weeks. She keeps on adjusting her makeup. So she keeps putting on mascara, but she got the mascara out of the trash somewhere. And there's no liquid left in the fucking whatever, the brush. She just keeps doing it in my mirror constantly, eye to eye. She has a fake eyelash she holds on to. And I thought it was, like... Like, like she had a good luck charm. It was just an eyelash she just held on to. She kept trying to glue it on with this non-existent eyeshadow. She's out there with, like, she has what looks like really big athletic gray 
hot pants or what do you call it? The little shorts women work out in that cuts up on the booty and shit. She has those on, but they're too big. They look like men's boxer briefs. And then she has like a one piece tucked into them. <laughs> and they're like, they, they say like, they're like Madonna on tour, 1998 or something. This is what I'm dealing with. And she has no shoes on, no socks. That's very important. Nothing. Constantly doing her makeup. And he pulls her out of the car. You don't want all this fat ass? She has no ass. Flat ass. Meth ass. There's nothing. Nothing there. Saggy tits. Nothing I want. At all. When I got a good look at her in the light, nothing I want. And I was just like, I was just smoking with a buddy, man. I got to go to work. So my, my whole excuse to get out of here was like, I got to go to work in like two hours. I was just out. I couldn't sleep. Got to go to work in two hours. So I kept having to remind them this. So he's like, man, these niggas out here bullshitting. Like, fuck you too. So he gets out of my car, he leaves. I've still not shot yet, nor am I been robbed. It's so like, where do you want to go for these cigarettes? She's like, okay, baby, around the street. Go down the corner. Now, there's cops everywhere because they're doing construction on my street. I'm trying not to get arrested because they see her. She's coked out. I got tons of weed on me. No telling what's in her purse. By the way, she had four purses. All of them with different knickknacks and shit. She had like squeaky toys for the dog. Oh, he had a dog. The little dog Dorito I mentioned earlier. She had a little chihuahua Dorito, which is the sweetest thing. I'm playing with the thing, and in my lap, while she's having this goddamn conversation with herself and all her buddies, the dog is sleeping in my lap, curled up, and it will not move. I'm trying to lift it so I can drive. It won't move. I'm trying to see what she did with my one-hitter. It won't move. I think it wanted to stay with me because it knew a better life was with me than with this nut job I'm with in the car. That's her mother. I'm just like, okay, so I like the dog. It's cute. It would fight me so it wouldn't, it would fight me every time I try to get it out of my seat. It just would just try to bite my clothes or it would just find its way back to my seat. And it's like, oh, she likes you. Yeah, I know. Cause I'm a good person. Anyway, we drive to the fucking cigarette store down the street. The cigarette store is basically on a parking lot next to a main street. It's not, they have gas stations and they have gas station convenience stores, which are really just convenience stores that look like gas stations that don't have gas, wasting your fucking time. When you're low on gas, you see an Exxon or whatever or a Shell, and it's like, oh, thank God. Nope, they just serve chips and shit here. Well, where the fuck's the gas station? Down the road further, on the other side of the street. Well, they should make a clear indication that this don't serve gas here. So basically, it's a storefront. You go in here. It's quite visible to anybody passing by that there's this one car, my car, in an empty parking lot, a very small empty parking lot right on the main street, very visible if you see any weird activity coming from it. And yet, I'm here with this chick. We park. Get your cigarettes. As soon as she gets out and closes the door and I hear the bell ring, I'm speeding off. She knows where I live, but she's not going to remember it in the morning. So she's not going to remember any of this shit. So she doesn't even get out of the car yet. She just opens up the back door and then she sees someone else she fucking knows. A big, tall, skinny, black prostitute dude. He's got a bad, un, like uneven wig on. He's got on these capri pants that are like two sizes too small. Like he has his little sister's, his little sister's capri pants on, right? And then he has like a halter top or a pink top and a jacket and these tiny ass Converse shoes on. They're flapping, but at least he has shoes on. And fucking he was intimidating, but he was a cool dude, real chill. But once again, I got uh, two prostitutes in my fucking car. 
Both of them meth heads. So they're in the back. They're in the back talking a mile a minute. The back. The back talking a mile a minute. I just want to go home. I'm waiting for them to just get their cigarettes and go. By the way, she hasn't got out of my car yet. Now this. Now this cross-dressing prostitute's in my car. He's mad. He's not making any money. Girl, these motherfuckers ain't making no money. Girl, them tits big. What you got back here? I'm trying to hit that pipe. Where, you, where the pipe at? I'm like, they're not going to fucking light up this meth pipe in my car where it's clearly visible that people are in my car and we're in front of this fucking convenience store where there's no one else around. So I'm looking around for cops everywhere. I'm like a dog looking for his owner and shit. Getting ready to go to the park or getting ready to go to the fucking vet. I'm sad as fuck. I'm trying to figure out what do I have to do to get him out of here because I'm still way too nice. I should just yell, get the fuck out of my fucking car. But I'm a good dude despite being Ronnie Hill. Too nice. Too goddamn nice. So, I'm like, all right, you know, I got to go to work. You guys got to move. It's very important. I don't want to lose the job. All this shit inside my head screaming. So, they're like, okay, hit this shit. And I hear them light up, and I look in the back, and I'm terrified. They're lighting up the goddamn crack meth pipe in my car. The windows are down. I immediately roll my window down on the driver's seat, and I, I don't know what to do. I don't, know what the fuck, I don't know if you've been around junkies before. I've had a few in my family, but I've never been up close to them for long. I've never been around them when they're doing their shit. I'll, I mean, I smoke a lot of weed too, but it's weed. You can, have, you can smoke that and have a good time. Smoke that with family members and have a good time. This is different. They start nodding off at shit. I'm like, you got to go. We got to pick it up. I roll the windows down immediately and I'm blowing out the window just like I'm blowing, I'm breathing out of my mouth like trying so I don't suck this shit in because I've seen what it does to people out here. It's terrifying. So I'm just like, you got to go. Everybody's got to go. I got to go to work. Now I'm putting my foot down. It's more like, hey, could you guys please leave? <laughs> I was like, you guys got to go. I got to go. So they're nodding off and shit, getting ready to go to sleep in my car. You got to go. The fucking chick's like, oh, baby, uh, uh, yeah, we got to go. He's got to go to work and shit. Yeah, yeah, you got to go. Oh, where I, I couldn't find your one hitter. It's cool. Okay, well, you have a good time, man. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Get your fucking dog. She, she almost forgets the fucking dog. I almost took the dog home. And then finally, I sped off as fast as I could because anything could have went down then. My horniness almost got me fucking killed, locked up, whatever. And then that day, I realized I got to get my life together. I need to do the podcast. I got to get this shit out because this place, Las Vegas, Nevada, is a zoo. You can get anything you want. You can get any, you can get, I mean, anything. I've talked to guys out here. I've, I've, I've stayed at hostels. I've seen some weird, freaky shit go down. I've been approached on the street just smoking cigarettes if I wanted to smoke crystal. I'm not even bullshitting. In the middle of the day, I'm like, I'm good, thanks. I don't know what about me told you. I don't know if it's just because I'm skinny or what. I've had guys drive up and slow down looking at me thinking I'm selling ass. It's a crazy place out here. You'll go, to, you'll go out here to the store and you'll see a guy walking around. Oh, man. That's a story for another time. I saw a guy walking out here with his actual feces and a trash bag around his neck, on his head, on his face, on his shoulders. And he was just in the daze. This is in the middle of the day on a Tuesday at like the local Albertsons grocery store. But that's for another time. This is really fun. I don't know if I'm going to keep this up, but I think I should because this is kind of therapy. And uh, it, uh, I can say that when I'm talking to myself, I'm actually uh, creating a brand and an audience. So that's cool. Anyway, it's been 30 minutes. This is way too long. I'm Ronnie Heal. 
This is a little bit about Vegas and the man trying to survive out here. Sayonara, motherfucker. <laughs>